This hour, in fact, every minute of both hours of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your North Texas Ace Hardware dealers. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, here's Neil. All right, hello and welcome. I told you last week I wouldn't be here, but they changed the time on the TCU and Baylor game. And I'm here. So, and so is Mike Bass. And... Mike says this would have been a good afternoon for a nap, so we have disturbed his nap. I've asked him to be really nice when you call through and, and not to not to snap at you, so I think he'll be nice to you. Our phone number for the Lawn and Garden program, Neil Spray's Texas Gardening, is 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. So please call right now, won't you? 888-787-5543. Love to hear from you. Hope you'll call, and I could use the calls. I tell you that every week, and I thank the folks from Ace Hardware uh, for their sponsorship of this hour, next hour, all year long, for several years now. Those are my friends. I hope you'll uh, go into their stores, and I hope you'll let them know that you listen to the program and appreciate the program. So here we are live on the... Uh, on, on this beautiful day in February, give us a call, won't you? 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. We're going to talk about what do you do when you have yet more cold weather forecast and you're uh, kind of wondering, well, what's the timing like? When are we going to put out pre-emergent weed killers? When do we scalp? When do we put out a broadleaf weed killer? What do we do? Everything's sliding back. What about our vegetable plantings? What do we do? That's what I'm here for for the next two hours. You give me a call, and I'll try my best to help you. But you have to make that call. It's uh, One thing you'll never get from me is uh, a call saying, Hi, this is Neil. I'd like to know if you'd like to have a garden question answered. And then we'll put you on hold and put you on the air. It doesn't work that way. You have to call us. So one last time, let me give you the number, 888 787 K-L-I-F, that's 888-787-5543. Silly me, that's not the last time I'll give you the number, it's the last time for a moment. Today's SPCA of Texas dog is Jim Bob. This sounds like a Texas dog. Jim Jim Bob is a goofy eight-year-old mixed-breed pup who doesn't let his age slow him down one bit. Well, good grief, he's eight years old. When I was eight years old, I didn't let my age slow me down either. He has a short, light brown coat with patches of cream on his face and legs. He even has little eyebrows above his eyes. He really is a cute dog and a very unusual look to him. With his semi-floppy ears and brown eyes, he is a handsome guy. Now, they say despite being a senior, senior at eight years, even in dog years, that's not too bad. He has plenty of energy, plenty of spunk to keep him active. He's a bouncy guy, hopping in delight when you visit him and give him attention. He's working on learning commands like sit, and he's happy to sit, and uh, that's in exchange for a snack. Jim Bob has a silly name and an even sillier personality. He's sure to make his new family smile with his antics. Now through February 28, Jim Bob and all the other adult dogs and cats at the SPCA of Texas Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center and the Ellis County Animal Care Center, all of them, all the adult animals, are $14 to adopt. Jim Bob is waiting to meet you at the SPCA of Texas Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center. That's in Dallas. And to meet him, come visit him any day between noon and 6. Just like all the pets at the SPCA of Texas, Jim Bob, that's one word, by the way, has been neutered, microchipped. He's had all of his age-appropriate vaccines, and he's waiting for his new forever family at the SPCA of Texas Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center. 2400 Lone Star Drive at I-30 West of Hampton Road in West Dallas. The SPCA of Texas Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center is open for adoptions every day, noon until 6. Animals are available by walk-in on a first-come, first-served basis, and appointments are also available for select animals. Please browse their available animals at spca.org slash findapet. One word spca.org slash findapet. And when you get to enter the name, it's Jim Bob, J-I-M-B-O-B, one word. And uh, enter spca.org slash dogadopt to inquire about a dog 
or spca.org slash catadopt to inquire about a cat. That's Jim Bob, and he is waiting for you at the SPCA of Texas uh, shelter. That's the Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center at 2400 Lone Star Drive, I-30, west of Hampton Road. That's sponsored today by the folks at WhizQ Stone. What a great day to go to WhizQ Stone and look around. What a great day. Let me emphasize that this would be a beautiful day to go to WhizQ Stone. 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth are open Monday through Saturday, closed on Sundays. What a great day. And they're in far southeast Fort Worth. They've been there since 1983. The third-generation family business. The experts at WhizQ Stone have been leaders across the Metroplex, turning landscaping dreams into realities. 22 acres of beautiful stone. Big, beautiful boulders all the way down to decorative gravel. They have river rock of all sizes from great sources all across the southwest. They have... Ledge stone, if you want to put in a retaining wall, they have a flat flagstone for putting in a walk or a patio, and they have everything in between, even, even interlocking concrete pavers from paved stone. Visit with the experts at Whiskey Stone at their display gardens, right there at their uh, retail location. At 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth, the website whiz-q.com. WhizQ Stone, 817-429-0822. WhizQ Stone, again, the phone number is 817-429-0822, 4501 East Loop 820 South, Southeast Fort Worth. It's WhizQ Stone. Hi, I'm Carrie from Ace Hardware of Richardson at the corner of Coit and Beltline. Each Ace Hardware is independently owned by someone who cares about your community. Who's there to answer your questions? Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Carrie, very, very much. And we have the lines filled right now. We have three lines that we utilize, and all three are filled. Thank you for that very, very much. Dwayne and Danny and John, I'll get to you very quickly. Let's start with Dwayne and Saxy. Dwayne, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hi, Neil. Um, a friend of mine has uh, about 15 crepe myrtles. Um that's all I know about them. I can't find any tags on them or anything. They're about 15 feet tall and need to be pruned, and they're already blooming. Already blooming in flower? Yeah, they've got buds on top and flowers on them. Okay, and where where are these, did you say? In uh, Saxe. Okay. By Garland, between Garland no, and... No, I, I know where Saxe is. You're talking about in the in the medians or what? No, they're by a fence. Oh, okay. It, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm sorry. I thought you gave a location more than just the, the city. I know Saxe very well. I'm in it. Uh, uh, sure uh, didn't. Um, okay, no no problem. Um, probably what you're seeing, are you seeing leaves on the plants? Um, I didn't look that closely. Okay, probably what you're seeing are the are the fruit, the old seeds from last year. They look very much like flower buds. A lot of people in the summertime say, well, mine mine uh, uh, are still in bud, and uh, yeah. I don't understand why they don't open. Let me put it this way. I'm very involved with the Crepe Myrtle Trails of McKinney Foundation. Right. I just spent uh, four hours this morning at the World Collection Park of Crepe Myrtles with 40 nurserymen from the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association who are volunteering a work day from Region 4, the Dallas uh, region. Uh, at the park, helping us uh, clean it up. And there's not a leaf, a bud of any kind on crepe myrtles now. The 40,000 we planted in McKinney, they're not budding out at all. Uh, so let me let me just, just say I don't think that's happening. It, I, I wouldn't worry about that. Now, you had another question. What what was the other part of the question? Well, there's white uh, some white growth on the bottom trunks, and there's about 10 to 15 trunks in there. All right. That's two separate things. Uh, the the white growths are probably crepe myrtle bark scale. Uh, we noticed this morning on the trunks that uh, there are um, uh, the, uh, the the actual insect name is the twice stabbed ladybug. It's a, a ladybug that is black with two orange dots on its wings, one on each wing. Um, at this time, what you're seeing is the larvae, 
And uh, so you need to look for that. And, and we have on CrepeMyrtleTrails.org, we have photos of that uh, insect in the larval form. It doesn't look anything like a ladybug, not a thing like a ladybug. <laughs> and if you see that, you don't want to do any spraying because that's that's your friend that will be gobbling up all of those white uh, uh, scale insects that you see. Um, and, and pretty soon all you'll see will be white specks, uh, which will be the last remains of the crepe myrtle bark scale. Okay. Uh, take, a, take a look at the website, and you will see what crepe myrtle bark scale looks like, and you will also see what the, the beneficial insect that devours them looks like. It's mm-hmm. crepe, crepemyrtletrails.org, C-R-A-P-E, trails.org. I wrote most of what's in that part of the website. Look under basic mm-hmm. care. And as far as pruning them is concerned, this is the time of year that you would prune them, but please don't ever top a crepe myrtle. If you need to remove some lower branches or thin them out or something like that, that's fine. This is the time to do it. Okay. I read somewhere that you're supposed to do like three or four stocks instead of like 15 they've got. Right. Uh, that's That's one of the things that we were doing. In fact, I have some photos I took this morning. Um, we cut the plants completely to the ground last spring after a lot of them froze, had freeze damage after the, the great winter. And uh, those that we cut completely to the ground, rather than trying to nurse them back, they were really uh, uh, hurt badly by the cold, some of the varieties, a few of the varieties. And Correct. those that we cut completely to the ground came back with 20, 25 uh, stems. And by the end of the summer, by, by now, they were eight or ten feet tall, and we had volunteers out there out of the nursery industry who were taking all but seven or eight of those out. And then later this uh, summer, we will, or probably in August, uh, once we've gotten through the, uh, the the winds of springtime, we will remove all but uh, three or five. You want an odd number, and we'll see what looks best on plant okay. by plant by plant. Okay. Very All good. of that is detailed on that website under basic care, crepemyrtletrails.org. Thank you so much. You betcha. I appreciate your call. Thank you, sir. All right. That opens that line, the only line we have. We'll come back and go to uh, Danny in Dallas and then John in Carrollton. The number is 888-787-KLIF. That's 888-787-5543. Excuse me. Let me tell you about Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. This is my book. It is now in its fifth printing. Actually, it's now in its sixth printing, but the sixth printing has been taken off the press while they wait on an arrival of uh, paper. They ran out of paper. Paper shortage. Oh, my goodness. It's always something. But I have ample supply of fifth printing for a while. If you'd like to get one, I'd suggest you get it ordered. This is your go-to gardening reference. It has 11 chapters. Chapter 1 is Basics of Gardening in Texas. Chapter 2 is a 48-page perpetual calendar, four pages per month that tell you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden. You'll you'll, uh, know what to do and when to do it. Chapters 3 through 11 are comprehensive chapters dealing with trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, uh, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. I spent a month or more on each one of those chapters. It's, it took me more than a year to finish this book. 344 pages, 840 of my photos. It's a hardback, printed in San Antonio. It's not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. That's how I kept the price down for you. I sign every copy as it sells. That's why I didn't want to put it in stores. This way I can sign it as I mail it to you. It's only thirty-six ninety-five plus tax and postage. That's why while supplies of the fifth printing last. Order it immediately, and you'll be sure that you get one. You can do it two ways. Since it's not in stores, not on Amazon, you can order it from my website, or you can call my office Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. That phone number is 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way is to order it. Uh, by uh, going to my website, neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y 
Com. We had foundation repairs at the Sperry House several years ago, so I called my friends. I did the same thing I'm suggesting you do. I called Advanced Foundation Repair. They came to our home. Their estimates are always free. Their work is affordable. It always is, not just for me, for you as well. Give them a call, 214-333-0003. If you need foundation help, it's Advanced Foundation Repair, 214 Oh, they're great people. Hope you don't need them. If you need them, I'm glad you have them. They're really great. We've used their services, and they are really great. Let me tell you right now about Ace Hardware, the sponsors of this entire hour. Ace is the place you go for Scott's Weed X with halts. Here we go. It's pre-emergent weed control season, folks. Pay close attention to what I'm about to tell you. They have local experts who know the right questions to ask to make sure you get everything you need and that you apply this product properly. If you're looking for a way to prevent weeds for a beautiful lawn all season long, stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace Retailer for Scott's Weed X, that's E-X, Weed X Prevent with Halts. A single application of Scott's Weed X Prevent with Halts in the early spring and then a repeat application 90 days later in early June can prevent crabgrass and grass burrs and other problem weeds. Rain, snow, freezing weather won't affect the product performance, so you don't have to worry about the elements after you've applied it. That Scott's Weed X Prevent with Halts. You apply it in early March and you repeat it in early June and the crabgrass and grasspers will be a, a thing of the past for you. Safe on any kind of lawn, safe around trees and shrubs. Read and follow label directions, of course, but you're going to be really pleased. And Ace is the place to get it. That's Weedex, and it's uh, Scott's Weedex Prevent with Halts. Ace is the place with that product and so many others. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. <music> I'm Mark Siriai from Mr. C's Ace Hardware in Hearst. When you need reliable, localized help in great lawn and garden products, outdoor power equipment, or hardware for your home, come see us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Mark, very, very much. We go back to our phone lines as promised. By the way, the number, we have one line open, is 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. Danny in Dallas, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hey, Neil, how you doing today? I'm well, thank you, sir. How can I help you? I have a problem with my lawn. I live in Cedar Hill, Texas. I got Bermuda grass, and all of a sudden, it just started dying on me. When I say dying, it just comes up totally dirt spots throughout my yard. My neighbor down the street had the same problem. She recited everything and hadn't had any problem, but I don't know what's causing it to do that, though. All right. Well, you said that it's in a shady area, right? No, it's, it's full sun. It's full sun. Oh, I misunderstood. All right. When did this happen? What month? It's, it's, it's been happening for the last year and a half, and it's mainly right at this time going into the summertime. It just, just dies all the way back to just dirt. All right. Uh, and it's Bermuda. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Um, all right, I'm going to need some more clues to go on because Bermuda normally will not do that in full sun. Um, I, I really am going to have to have something else to go on. How high are you mowing your grass? Uh, three inches uh, in the first spring, then the last uh Cutting, I had to mow all all the way up to about four or five inches. That's that's way too high. This is okay. common Bermuda. This is just regular Bermuda grass. It's not a hybrid, not a golf green grass or anything. No, it was just something that the builder put in twenty years ago, and it has been doing fine up until okay. now and around it. Yeah. Have you changed the mowing height in that time, Danny? Uh, no, I normally just scap it in the spring and, like I say, raise it up in the summertime. All right. Uh, I don't have any problem with you raising it a little bit, but scalping in the spring would mean taking it down to about an inch, and then raising the mowing height would mean taking it back up one notch, which would be probably an inch and a half. 
you want to mow Bermuda at an inch and a quarter to an inch and a half. Anything taller than that, it will get very thin and, uh, and, and sparse. And when you mow it, you'll be mowing away most of the blades. You won't have much grass left. Uh, okay, yeah. Three or four inches. Three or four inches is way too high, and four or five inches is gigantically too high. I don't know if that's the whole cause of the problem, but that certainly is not helping things. Yeah, it seems like it's dying out now. I noticed around my uh, raptor perch trees, now I don't have any grass on the sidewalk and anything, just, just straight dirt now. All right, and it's and it's definitely in full sun. Yes, sir. I, the All right, when you really and and was this doing this a year ago and two years ago, uh, coming it out got, of the winter? Yes, it, it got it got worse uh, last year. It got worse. All right. Um, I tried seeding some of those spots and digging it up and seeding, putting fresh dirt down there. No, that's that's not the up. problem. It's not a lack of fresh soil. It's not a this is not a nutritional thing. This is this has got to be the mowing height. I, I didn't have anything else to ask you, so I asked that, and I may have gotten lucky. Um, they're, they're just, yeah. The only other thing I have to, to bring out and ask about would be Bermuda grass mites, and they don't work this way. They, they would be in patches, and the grass would be really stubbly and stubby and, and odd-looking, and that's you haven't described it that way. Uh, I think what you need to do is, is uh, scalp it, it doesn't matter how close you take it now because it's totally brown. But uh, I'd take it down to about an inch and a quarter, and then uh, I don't know how much you'll have left, but if you have uh, a piece of Bermuda grass the size of a paper clip in a square foot, it will cover from that by by mid-June if you'll take good care of it. But you have to keep it shorter. I think okay. that's a big part of your problem, and that will keep the weeds out as well. That'll really discourage most of the weeds. Okay. So just do my regular, what you say in your book, you do the hops and all that, just keep doing that and just more, a little a little lower? A little lower, yeah. That's that's my best guess is that you've gotten it too tall and it's gotten weak. Anytime we mow a lawn higher than we should, it uh, lets the blades go up instead of spreading out. If you think about Bermuda grass in a crack in an alleyway or uh, in a sidewalk or someplace where where it's beaten down all the time by traffic, either foot traffic or by by uh, traffic of uh, tires, it'll look like a pincushion. It'll be beautiful. The prettiest Bermuda you'll ever see is in a crack in a street, and it, it's just beaten down. and And you say, well, why can't my lawn look like that? And, and a lot of times it's because we're mowing too high. So okay. start with that and see if that helps, and, and I hope it will. I, I hope I got lucky on my guess. <laughs> All right. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate you guys. Good luck with it. Thanks for the call, Danny. Good luck. All right, John and Carrollton, you're coming up next. Let me get my tiny garden tip in. Folks, we have two open lines now. Count them. One, two. Good. You did well on that count. 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, Texas premier roofing contractor. They've been serving the Metroplex with this uh, second-generation family business since 1986. There are people who have moved two or three times, and they've taken uh, the, the, the phone number for Wortham Brothers, and they've put a Wortham Brothers roof on the next house and the next house. That happens because you find somebody that you like this much, you remember that number, and you remember the name, and you call them back and say, Come put a roof on this house, won't you please? They have the experience of tens of thousands. Let's make that more than 100,000 roofs installed. They work the whole North Texas area with all kinds of roofs, composition, clay and concrete tile, also metal roofs, slate roofs. They do new or residential re-roofing. They even do flat roofs. If you have any inkling of an idea that you have hail or wind damage, call the Wortham Brothers folks out to take a look at your roof. They'll go up on the roof, things you shouldn't be doing. They'll go up on your roof. They'll take photos of, of the roof. And if you don't have roof uh, damage, they'll bring the photos down and show you, no, this looks great. If you do have damage, they'll know what to look for. They'll take those photos and bring them down to you. And then you can go on about dealing with your insurance company, and you can get a new roof from Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. That's what we did. 
three years ago, and we could not be happier. They're great. 972-562-5788. WBRoofing.com. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, 972-562-5788. WBRoofing.com. It's a non-stop news cycle. Well, we're certainly hoping there isn't like uh, Omega or something coming on the heels of Omicron. Uh, obviously, right now, it looks like that around the world, uh, things are really calming down everywhere. Even that they don't want Ukraine to be a, a member of NATO, they wouldn't uh, like to take war actions against uh, Ukraine. Full coverage at the top and bottom of every hour. This is Real News and Information 570 KLIF. Let me tell you about my electronic newsletter called eGardens. It comes out every Thursday. Mine came at 6.03 this time. That's the earliest it's ever arrived in my email uh, box. A whole minute earlier than usual, usually 6.04. We send 80,000 of them out via constant contact. It is free and always will be. And I'll never give or sell your email address to anybody, but you have to sign up for it. That's Neil Sperry's eGardens. If you want to see what it looks like, go to my website. That's where you do sign up for it. Go to neilsperry.com, click on the eGardens tab. You'll see the most recent issue, and you'll see the sign-up sheet right there. Now, the, the, the content of eGardens, you'll always have a featured plant of the week. You'll always have a featured um, uh, question of the week, something that's come up many times in that week, and you'll always have gardening this weekend where I point out the most important tasks of that week. And you'll have a couple of other stories, always five stories. It uh, is something I'm really happy with. I think you'll be happy that you get it. We have about 80,000 subscribers, and we'd love to have you there. Go to neilsperry.com to sign up. Like I say, it is free and always will be, and I'll never spam you. That's N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Click on eGardens. It's time now for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. You always want to invest for gardening success, and that starts with tools. Good and durable tools become your friends. You're going to be spending a lot of time on the end of that hoe or pushing the lawnmower. You might as well buy the best. You're going to have it for many years, so make sure that you're buying something that will hold up. Consumer magazines may compare and rate specific power tools, or you can probably get feedback from knowledgeable sales help at retail tool sources like mower shops, hardware stores, and nurseries. Steel-handled shovels, for example, or fiberglass-handled shovels will last through a lifetime of Texas gardening. Wood-handled implements, by comparison, may snap the first time you put them to the test, especially if you're talking about a shovel in a heavy clay soil. You want to buy for the best possible tools that you can find out there in the garden centers. I have more gardening tips for you each Thursday evening in eGardens, my free weekly electronic newsletter. Sign up at neilsperry.com. All right, Neil Sperry, back with you here. And uh, let me uh, tell you right now, I didn't get my ad copy out. I was looking something up. Let me tell you about Callaway's right now. That would be a good place to go this afternoon. It's a beautiful afternoon to go to Callaway's. You can have a lush, healthy lawn free of weeds this spring with the help of Callaway's Nurse. They are there to remind you that it's important to protect your lawn from weeds to ensure a flawless lawn spring. And you need to be sure that you apply a pre-emergent weed killer before March 15. The friendly experts at Callaway's Nursery recommend Bonide crabgrass preventer to stay ahead of weeds before they show up the 10 pound bag is on sale now for 24.98 for complete weed protection bonide weed beater complete is recommended the 10 pound bag of this amazing product is on sale now for just 29.98 bonide weed beater complete is incredible because it provides both pre and post emergent weed control apply it now be the envy of your neighbors with a weed free lawn it's easy to apply, and both are on sale at all of their 21 DFW neighborhood locations. You can always count on Callaway's to bring you the very best products, everything backed with their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Ask one of their many of Texas-certified nursery professionals for more advice about keeping your lawn nourished and beautiful. Shop local at their community stores or order online at callaways.com. 
and you can take advantage of their convenient curbside pickup or delivery. They're open seven days a week for your convenience. It's Callaway's Nursery. Life lived beautifully. Callaway's, C-A-L-L-O-W-A-Y-S, Callaway's.com. When you wake up. Crisis at the border. When you work. Reopening our economy. When you drive home. This escalation of violence. What's happening right now. All day. Update your day at the top and bottom of each hour. Keep myself as updated as possible. On Real News and Information, 570-KLIF-KLIF.com. On my website, if you go there now, you can. that's where you buy my book. That's the only place you can buy my book. I guess you could call my office also, but... But uh, that's where I have my, my book available to you. That's at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Also on my website at neilsperry.com, you'll see uh, the, uh, the chance to sign up for uh, eGardens, my electronic newsletter. And you'll see my 1001 Frequently Asked Questions. That was another book that I did several years ago, that publisher went out of business, which is why I decided to self-publish my uh, uh, Star Gardening book. All of that and so much more. Information on Rose Rosette virus, information on what's going on with my St. Augustine, and all the other things at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. I'm David Agnew with Traeger Woodfire Grills. You can see them at all North Texas Ace Hardware stores. Ace is the place with Traeger Grills and the helpful hardware folks. Thank you, David, very, very much. We used our Traeger 885 Ironwood from Ace last night. My wife cooked some wonderful fish and baked potatoes out on the uh, Traeger and sweet potato. She had the sweet potato. Let's uh, go back to the phone lines. We have John in Carrollton. John, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Neil. Uh, yes, got sir. a question. I'm painting my house a dark uh, charcoal gray, and I'm wanting to read, read in my shrubbery around the house. On the west side, which gets all the sun, it's going to be Texas Silverado Sage and some white knockout roses. But across the front, the north side, I don't get... Um, direct sunshine and I want to go with a red bullet bush uh, shrubs and I just haven't found found too many other than Nandinas do you have any suggestions? Yeah I don't know that Nandinas are going to color up very well for you uh, if it's in total shade I like Nandinas and I use a lot of them in the shade at our home but I don't count on them so much for color Uh, I like the texture um, they will color up if they're beneath a deciduous shade tree. Let me hasten to point that out. If you have have them growing in a shady spot where the tree loses leaves in the winter, they'll still color up. Um, I, what I would do if I were you, I don't know of any, I, I'm, I'm thinking, I don't know of any that just really jump out at me, uh, red leaf plants that uh, will do well in heavy shade or in, in moderate shade even. Uh, what I would be tempted to do would be plant one of the dwarf hollies and uh, take advantage of the red berries in the winter. If I wanted something red, that would be uh, four or five months' worth of color. Uh, you could plant one of the fruiting nandinas and get the orange-red color of the fruit uh, in the winter. But I think that's going to give you a better source of color uh, than trying to go with some red leaf plant. I'm very concerned about your white knockout roses, too, because of rose rosette virus. Uh, the seem to be highly prone to it, and uh, I, I, I just am concerned that they won't last very long for you. Okay. Uh, any suggestions just, just for a color pop on the west side? Well, yeah, a lot of suggestions. Um, and, in fact, if you go to my website and, and read what I've put there about Rose Rosette virus on the home page, it will link into some internal pages on the website, and I give you some other alternatives. I finally, after three or four years of trying to figure out what am I going to recommend for folks who want uh, a replacement for roses, I finally made a decision of what I would recommend. Uh, I don't think it's what you want in that setting against the house, um, but maybe it is. I don't know. Uh, and that would be dwarf crepe myrtles because, not because I'm a crepe myrtle fanatic, which I admit that I am, 
but because they bloom roughly the same time, they bloom a little later than, than the roses, um, but they come in roughly the same colors, and they bloom for about as long as roses will, uh, which is uh, 60 to 90 days. Um, both of them are, are essentially deciduous. Knockout roses may hold a few leaves in the winter. Uh, roses, I'm sorry, uh, crepe myrtles obviously don't. But, you know, if, you, if you're trying to trade a shrub for a shrub, that would be uh, what I'd recommend. But what I would do is put an evergreen shrub in that's going to look the same, going to give you an A, a plus or, or grade A plant 52 weeks out of the year, and then I'd put some annual color in that's going to give you nice, dependable color uh, for six months, and then you can replace it for the other six months. Uh, you get so much more pop out of annual color than you do out of uh, perennials or, or flowering shrubs that bloom for a short period of time. I, I'm going back to the, uh, the north side or whatever it was. It's very shaded. Um, I just, I, I really, it's almost the same suggestion. I, I love color. I use a lot of color in my landscape, but I don't count on uh, the shrubs to provide that. I'm okay with the Silverado sage, but I hope you realize how brutalized it was in the cold last year, and that's about the third or fourth time that I've seen that happen to it in the last 10 or 15 years. It is not very winter hardy, any of the uh, uh, the Texas sages, so you need to be need to be guarded about that. Um, one thing that would give you some color if you want a perennial that is a small shrub would be salvia gregei, one of the red flowering salvia gregeis. They have to be pruned every winter. They're about the size of a boxwood, and and maybe you'd like that. A lot of people like it, but I I just want regular in in my landscape. I want a regular evergreen shrub, and if it has berries on it. That's great, too, the dwarf hollies or nandinas. Um, and then I'll put annual color around it, maybe some perennials as well. Uh, that's just, that, that's just how I do my own landscape. And it, it works pretty well because you can, you can get five months of color out of annuals and, and five weeks of color or three weeks of color out of uh, most of the other things. Okay. Thanks much. You're welcome much. Thanks for the call. Let me go to Jeff in Plano. Jeff, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Neil, how are you? I'm well. Thank you, sir. How can I help? Well, I put in a Zoysia lawn last year, and it established itself really nicely, but I am highly disappointed that I'm finding um, torpedo grass in it. And what is a great way of getting that out of there without doing complete chemical warfare? Well, you know, I, I, I think yours is the first call I've ever had on torpedo grass. That was what I was looking up a minute ago to see what on earth you're talking about. I, I probably should know it, and it may be a very common weed grass, but it's not one that comes rapidly to my mind as a, as a weed grass. Um, it's insidious. Well, there are a lot, of, a lot of grasses. How did you have it named? How did you get it named? Uh, well, I just looked at pictures on the internet and compared it, and it's got these uh, really sharp shoots that go down, and you know, kind of looks almost like Bermuda, but it does not grow or behave like Bermuda. Uh, real thick, coarse uh, runners on it that have those sharp points at the at the end of it. All right. Well, uh, whether that's torpedo grass or. Bahia or something else I'm, I'm not going to address right now. Um, the, the grasses are very difficult to describe over a phone call and figure out what you have. It is perennial, correct? Uh, it's it coming back from dormant. It yeah. goes dormant, but it comes back from its runners. That's what yes. I'm asking. Yeah. Yes. Um, you, you only have a couple of choices because we no longer have MSMA. Um, the commercial applicators seem to be able to find MSMA. I just say that without any commentary. Uh, mm -hmm. Consumers cannot get it. The commercial applicators can use it in ditches. Um, I don't know. There's some restrictions of where it can be used, but they seem to have it. Um, so you could talk to them. But MSMA is a is a selective weed killer that kills one grass in Bermuda without killing the Bermuda. 
It's only only effective in Bermuda. You wouldn't. Oh, you've got zoysia. Yikes. Uh, yeah, I do have zoysia. Yeah, scratch yeah. that. Never mind. Um, and so you come back to plan A, which was you're going to need spot treat with a glyphosate and just trace the, the runners of this thing down. Did it come with the sod? No, I had. Um, I moved into this house seven, eight years ago. The people before never really took care of the yard. There was all kinds of weeds, and I did pretty well to get it out of there, but uh, it just it. I could not get rid of this particular grass, did not know what it was. And so I had the yard, unfortunately had it scalped instead of, you know, uh, you know, cut the sod, the old sod out to get down there and maybe even solarize it to kill everything down there pretty deep. But they just kind of went through with a weed eater and then laid sod on top. And I don't know, about two, three months after this. Yeah. Yeah. So about two, three months after that, I started seeing these things pop up and was extremely disappointed, as you know. Zoysia sure. is pretty expensive, <laughs> yeah. and I don't really want to go through that process again, and, and probably won't. So I'm looking for a way to get that out of there. How much? How much of the lawn is impacted? Uh, well, I've got a section, and it's it's mainly in my backyard, which is probably uh, Neil. If I had to guess, maybe fifty by fifty. So, what's that? Twenty five hundred square feet. It is, but is the whole backyard filled uh, with this? No. Stuff? Yeah, it's kind of everywhere. Some places are a little bit more dense than others, and unfortunately, I'm one of those people that have a neighbor that doesn't do anything to their yard, so there's always things jumping across the property line. Right, but it, but I'm just saying of, of the weed that you have in your yard that's that you can blame yourself for, I'm, I'm not trying to put the guilt trip on you, but... You know, I'm just just asking how much is there now that not from the neighbor but from your own yard. Yeah, um, I mean it's not not as much since the initial scalping, but I'm a, a afraid that you know come summer it's right going to start coming back. It's not, hard. it's not retreating. Yeah. Um, there there is no herbicide that's going to kill one grass in another grass when zoysia is the other grass. It's it's going to kill both. Uh, I think I would probably talk to a. Uh, a a lawn care company, and I would ask that they send their very best representative, the person who has the most experience, the veteran person. I don't have anybody to suggest to you. Um, it it may well be, and I think probably you need to do some research uh, online, some more research. Uh, Oklahoma State has a lot of good research on zoysia lawns and on on weeds. I have found more and more information on their websites that has been beneficial. Uh, but I, I really think you're going to have to, if it's that widespread within your lawn, I, I think there's some bad news ahead for you. Yeah, glyphosate will kill it, but they're going to kill the zoysia also. There's nothing that's going to kill this perennial weedy grass, whatever it is, without killing the zoysia. Yeah, if I it, just a couple more questions, if I may, if I do, sure. uh, yeah, I haven't do done you any good at all so far, so let me have another <laughs> chance. Huh. Uh, so uh, if I do the glyphosate and just kind of trace it back, I, is it? I, and I know you didn't do a lot of research or don't know a lot about this particular weed, but if I, I don't just know trace that that's what you have, I'm not convinced that's what uh, you have. Gotcha, go gotcha. It, it, would it be effective to? you know, really meticulously apply the glyphosate because I really don't want to just indiscriminately spray Absolutely. It you need to use a yeah. pump sprayer, and you need to use it under low pressure, uh, enough that you get a nice uh, spray pattern, but you want the nozzle down close to the ground, and you trace the, the runners. You do this in late April or May when this is all green and growing actively. Uh, and yes, you're gonna you're gonna see the lines in your grass. Now, I'm picturing this in my mind's eye. Whether this works or not, I don't know. Uh, if it's just everywhere, then that's not gonna work. But right. Uh, but but I I can I can see if it were bahia grass or one of the other common weedy, rough and tumble grasses, I can see tracing it through a lawn and and just spraying the runners, and getting it out that way. Okay. There just isn't much other way. Uh, what what zoysia do you have? Do you remember? You know, uh, I don't, Neil. I, I I thought maybe it was emerald, but I I don't really know. Okay, well it could be. That's a very common variety. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I would I would I would try to find a really good and highly rated lawn care company. It may or may not be one of the national companies. Uh, I'd talk to a. Uh, I would talk to a landscape contractor. If you know an independent retail garden center where you can go in and talk to them, 
and ask who they would recommend in terms okay. of lawn care and get to the owner or the or the top employee in that company and ask them if they could if they feel they could help you. Um, okay. Somewhere out there, there's probably somebody who can help. I wish I knew no, a that, name to give you. I, I might not do it on the air, but I would I would get it to you somehow. But I just don't have a name to give you. No, that's great, Neil. And if I may, just one final question. Um, with this, it, it, you know, I know with Soisha you can grow it at different heights, and it's still, you know, pretty hardy underneath all conditions. What's your experience, or what, what do you recommend in terms of a, a growth height? And then also type of mower, right? So I've got a, a real mower. Does it make sense to go to a... Um, Oh, I forget. Or, or sorry, I've got a rotary motor mower. Does it make sense to go to a real mower? That really does depend on what variety you have. If it's a fine bladed zoysia, yes, a real mower would do a beautiful job. Uh, for most zoysias, a rotary is sufficient. Okay. And a lot cheaper it, and a lot easier. Yeah, it's it's pretty fine. Uh, not the finest, but it's not. That's that that's a that's question kind of, to ask when you have that turf expert out. That's yeah. the question to ask that person again. Yeah. Well, look, thank you very much. I really enjoy your show. and uh, Thank you. I'll keep listening and see if you come across a way to kill Torpedo in Joysha. Yeah. Hopefully somebody will call before the afternoon's out, and even if they don't go on the air with it, I'll, I'll try to help you. So good luck. Good luck. Thank you very much, sir. You betcha. If you, if you want to post, a, if you have a good photo that's not just a dormant photo, you can post on my Facebook page. I'm almost confident enough to recommend putting it there. Facebook has just really messed with the, with the way the Facebook page works, but, but uh, uh, you're welcome to try it. They don't put them in chronological order now. They decide what is, uh, uh, to their eye, most uh, interesting. And so I sometimes don't see the things. But anyway, hey, i got to run. Appreciate your call. Thank you, sir. Let me tell you about my book, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, and invite you to get a copy. Get two. <laughs> uh, this is a book that I think will uh, help you uh, be a more successful gardener. I think it covers just about any topic that you might have in your lawn, your landscape, your flower, fruit, or vegetable garden. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas, every county in Texas, uh, things that pertain to all the other 10 chapters. Chapter 2 is the calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray, or put granules out for any uh, any uh, of your gardening activities. You'll not only know what is the right thing to do, but when to do it. 48 pages, 4 pages per month. Chapters 3 through 11 cover trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, and then annuals and perennials. Those are long chapters. And uh, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. 344 pages, 840 photographs, a hardback. It's printed on high-quality paper, but we could only get half enough paper. So the sixth printing is half finished and sitting on pallets, waiting for the rest of the paper to arrive. I have enough fifth printing books to get me for another few weeks. But if you want to have a copy of the book, you need to get it right away. Minimal changes. A couple of paragraphs I changed in the between fifth and sixth printing. And the way to get it is to call my office Monday through Friday, uh, uh, 9 to 5, and, and mind you, the book is only thirty six ninety five plus tax and postage, in spite of the fact that it's a hardback with all those photos and all those pages. It's only thirty six ninety five. Call my office Monday through Friday, eight hundred seven five two grow. I sign every book as it sells. Eight hundred seven five two four seven six nine. The better way though is just to go ahead and order it right now on my website. That's neilsperry.com. N E I L S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. At Lance Landscape Lighting, our certified electricians and designers can upgrade your outdoor lights, even vintage fixtures, to energy-efficient LED technology with just the right balance of warm and cool lights. Lance will illuminate the distinctive features of your home from every angle, every night. Let Lens create a nightscape that no matter how you look at it, makes your home shine. Lens Landscape Lighting, we light the way you live. For more info, go to LensLighting.com. LensLighting.com. Hello, friends. This is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed. 
and everyone is welcome. That's our pastor, Pastor Tommy Brummett, First United Methodist Church, downtown McKinney. Tommy will join us uh, late next hour, and we'll be talking about birds. He's an avid birder, and he has something very exciting to tell you about that you can participate in. Let me tell you right now about Arborological Services, the experts your trees deserve so they can have a whole limb full of birds, serving the Metroplex with the finest in tree care since 1981. I recommended uh, them to someone just a couple of days ago. They needed somebody who could testify in a court case if needed. And there's nobody, nobody any more qualified than the experts from Arborological Services. They have 12 International Society of Arboriculture certified arborists. These are men and women who know everything you need to know about trees. And uh, they have uh, three of their people who have been selected as Arborists of the Year for the whole state of Texas, the best in the state for that year. That's an awesome award, and three of their people have won it. And uh, let me also tell you that they can do anything from routine management maintenance of shade trees all the way to testifying in court cases and historic and heroic preservation of trees. They do it all. They're just the best. Only people who will ever touch our trees at our house. Here's how you get a hold of them. Uh, Their website is arborological.com. They are, after all, arborological services. arborological.com, 866-552-7267. They serve only the Metroplex and surrounding counties, Denton and Collin, 866-552-7267, arborological.com, Facebook, Arborological Services, Inc., Twitter at The Tree Experts, Arborological Services. I'm Mike from Grand Prairie Ace Hardware. Each Ace Hardware is independently owned by someone who cares about your community, who's there to answer your questions. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. And I have about a minute left in this hour, so I'm going to take his question. I may may put you back. Uh, what did you say, Mike? Oh, and we got Mike Bass also running my boards for me. So we got Mike's everywhere I go here now. So uh, Mike and Keller, let me have your question. I may ask you to wait until right after the news. How can I help? Hey, hey Neil, I'm overwhelmed by the kinds of mulches there are out there. So I'm trying to see what's best for flower beds and, you know, around bushes i'll tell you what i use and and it's pretty much a matter of personal taste but my own personal taste is i like pine bark mulch it's natural it lays flat i don't want any dye in any mulch that i use i don't want gravel because nothing ever happens to it it stays there and you can't till it into the ground when you want to rework the bed and um any of the bigger nuggets are hard to get rid of i don't want lava rock that's a mess uh, pine bark, the, the tiny pine bark uh, nuggets or mulch. Stay there, I'll come back. <laughs> 